It is 14 minutes now before uh, 4 o'clock. You're listening to Beyond the Headline with me, Aldrin Simpier, coming live to you from Montelaview Boutique Hotel in Four West. This is where we're having our year-end celebration as SAFM with some staff members of the radio station celebrating what was actually a very good year for the station. And, of course, that accolade of being the station of the year, PBS, which is something that we're going to be celebrating today as well here at Montelaview. Uh, continuing with normal programming, though, Sophie Mukwena, SABC Foreign Editor, now joining us online and an in-depth look at the ANC political developments over the years with Sophie Mukwena. This as former Health Minister Dr. Zulim Kiza will compete with President Cyril Ramaphosa to lead the African National Congress at a five-yearly elective conference that begins tomorrow. So what is likely to happen and should we expect any surprises? Sophie Mugwena now joining us on the line. Ms. Sophie, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. I want to start off here looking at some of the developments from today. For instance, um, the disciplinary committee sending letters to those five ANC MPs who had voted against or had voted in favour of that Section 89 report being adopted and one of those people being a presidential contender, although she didn't meet the threshold. What do you make of that, Dr. Nkosazana Dlamini Zungadaris? Well, clearly, daggers are out in terms of uh, punishing those uh, the ANC uh, alleges that uh, they violated uh, the position or perhaps uh, they defied the party. But as you are aware, yesterday I spoke to Dr. Ngozazana Zanini Zuma, who told me that uh, the reason for her not uh, towing the party line was that this matter in terms of how the ANC must vote on that day was not concluded at the NEC. She is alleging that uh, you have 80 people who wanted to speak and add their views, and therefore you can then take a decision after allowing everybody you have exhausted the discussion, and after that you can then take a position and of course, the democratic centralism then kicks in. You can't have a democratic centralism when other people were not allowed to speak. For example, she says she was part of the 80 uh, names of people who wanted to speak. And that would include even Kabon Begi. Apparently, he didn't speak much as uh, he had indicated that he would want to ask the president of the ANC questions around Palapala. And therefore, for her, there was no democratic centralism because the matter was not mm -hmm. concluded. So that's the reason. And others, we haven't spoken to them. But also you had the Israeli Kize, uh, who was not there, and Lindwe Sisulu, uh, who was not there when voting commenced. And they are saying it is because they were told that there's going to be a disciplinary action. And therefore, the question now is, for me as a journalist, will the opposition party, those who said they are going to court to challenge the process because they want the speaker that uh, there will be consequences and people will be uh, punished, whether they will take this as an evidence to the court of law, including those SMSs that Holomisa and the others uh, received in terms yeah. of uh, death, uh, uh, the death threats. 
So yeah, it's, it's it's a very critical time for the country. So so, so, so th those would be developments that happen outside of the ANC, whether an ATM or the UDM, whichever position party decides to take this matter to, to to the court. But then, within the ANC, and all of this is happening at the eve on the eve of the ANC's elective conference. Um, how does this augur? as the ANC speaks about renewal, as the ANC speaks about unity as well on rebuilding the unity of the party, that you have such a, a decision that's being taken. I was speaking to one of the other people who is expecting that letter, and what they said is that as far as they're concerned, it could be a DC, but that DC does not necessarily mean that they would be suspended, at least not now. Yes, because you had the acting secretary general yesterday when Samkela Maseko asked him that uh, Dr. Nkosazanagamini Zuma told me that uh, the process was not concluded. The NEC was almost bullied to adopting that position without allowing everybody to speak. Paul said, okay, she will have to explain that to the disciplinary committee or processes. And therefore, I think, of course, then they will be able to present all those arguments, as you pointed out, and only then we can say that uh, they will be suspended or anything, action will be yeah. taken. But for now, it's processes, and uh, yeah, but it, it has now heightened the tensions. You know there's tension as, as we speak. Mm. And unfortunately, since 2017, uh, earlier on, I there was a package that was on our news channel, the sound bite I chose at the end, it is where President Cyril Ramaphosa and the ANC president in Nazareth spoke about how committed the officials that were elected and the NEC that was elected uh, is in terms of yeah. uh, uh, uniting the ANC, but it is more divided as we speak, that NEC. Well, we also know that the ANC January 8, 8 statement that took place in KZN, um, that the former president of the ANC and the president of the ANC tried to show a united front, but now I think more is being exposed, taking into consideration some of those letters that are coming out of the foundation as well. But quickly, what are some of the highlights that you think that we should be focusing on as listeners in this ANC's elective conference in a nutshell? I think for me is the document the policy document because in terms of the policy document this is the direction the ANC is going to take uh, next year and ahead of uh, the national election in 2024 and if the ANC is able to amass 50 plus one in 2024 clearly this is how the country is going to be governed as the ANC is the governing party and if they do win elections now, I think for me, that is what is critical. The issue of leadership, yes, is important, but what are the policies on the table right now? And how will those policies change the lives of the millions of South Africans who have suffered so much in the last past three years, particularly because of COVID-19, now the war in Ukraine? That's all what South Africans want. And then you can say, these are the people who can implement this in the interest of the people of South Africa, not only for the ANC. And therefore, as you debate, as you speak, as you do stories, 
you have to do both policy documents. Of course, look at whether in terms of the list, these people who are, we are told are likely to be on the ballot, will they be able to implement those policies? Because the policies are already there after the policy conference. It's just a matter of adopting those policies. So I think for me, what is critical is whether the ANC will be able to adopt all those policies after the policy conference and what does that mean for an ordinary South African out there? I think even the investors, that's all what they want. Thank you so much for your time. So for Mukwena, SABC Foreign Editor.